as the plot thickens and is now happening with the Epic verse Apple shindig. On Monday, they actually had a um, a court hearing. Um, Judge Yvonne Rogers, she, uh, Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers, she pretty much, uh, she's in the middle. She's in the middle. They're trying to get Fortnite back into the app store. Epic wants things that uh, in their way. So in quote, she says, I know that I'm just a stepping stone for all of you. Whoever loses is going to take it up and say everything I did was wrong. That's what litigators do. There's no hard feelings. That's the job. But I think it is important enough to understand what real people think. Do these security issues concern people or not? She is anticipating and suggests that they should go with a jury trial in July 2021. Put it to the jury. See if the public does see that Apple is in fact anti-competitive or will they see that Epic straight up violated it and shouldn't have done it in the first place. And it goes on to say, you know, and then she, she was previously quoted, plenty of people in the public could consider you guys heroes for what you did, but it's still not honest. And that's according to Judge Yvonne Rogers against Epic. And yes, the, you know, you, you went ahead and purposely undercut Apple's fee and you got banned for it. So th- it's like, I don't blame Apple, but... Apple needs to change. They need to change. And so within the week that, you know, that happened on Monday. So within the week, things was happening, things was happening. And I'm going to let you know uh, a couple of things as well. Um, and she did a quote too. This is all, this is what happened on Monday. And quote, she states, Judge Yvonne Rogers, you were not forthright, she said. You were told you couldn't do it and you did. There's an old saying, a rose by any other name is still a rose. There are plenty of people in the public who consider you guys heroes for what you did, but it's still not honest. That is just the completion of the previous thing I just stated as a quote. But yeah, man, it's it's a uh, she wasn't impressed with Epic's side. Wasn't impressed. And actually, Kathleen Forrest, the lawyer of Epic, and she was trying to up, you know, try to speak her piece and quote, she says, when you are taking on the biggest company in the world and you're taking it on where you know it's going to retaliate. You don't lie down in the street and die. You plan every, you plan very carefully on how you're going to respond, respond, and you try very hard to keep your head above water. Okay. So that to me, how I took that as that's just the admission of dodging the fee a week, a week or two after the antitrust, um, Congress hearing was taking place, which included Tim Cook of Apple, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, uh, Google CEO, Sapai, I think is his uh, last name. So very, very calculated. So again, they want them to be pushed back into the app store to try to get a temporary injunction to get them back in the app store because they're fearing that they're losing a lot of money. And then she, Roger says, I didn't buy that argument before. I'm not particularly impressed with it now. So no, they're not, they, Fortnite is still missing from the app store. And today, Friday, today, okay, today, Apple got rid of their countersuit and Epic and Apple did agree that they want it judged by the courts, not by the jury. So I don't know the legal process. Maybe they take precedent and then it will be judged by the judge or will the judge have a say but I don't think she will because she suggested that this should be heard for, for a jury. So it was up to Epic and Apple which way they're going to do it. And Epic and Apple did agree that they do not want a jury. Now, why? Why not? 
maybe they're thinking the public is not really keen to what is happening. They don't really understand. Or they, they could spend so much money on that or it could be dragged out where they could just settle out. Now, if they do settle out, who's going to benefit? Will Epic cave in, which they will be looked at. So they did it to themselves and they will be looked at. They get looked at from all these indie developers and big ones, a.k.a. Microsoft and Facebook. They're looking at Epic to see what their decision is. Because I swear, if they settle out, then they're a sellout. And no, no offense to Tim Sweeney. No offense to you, but it does seem based on the perception of settling out. Unless if the settlement reduces the fee and Apple changes this, there got to be some rule. But I, if, if Epic turns around and just settles out and it washes everything and that's it, Apple don't change anything, then it's a sellout. But if they settle out with a promise of Apple changing the game, whatever the case is, and moving forward, that would be great. Great customer service. Great customer savvy decision that would be cool but until then we don't know as of right now july 2021 will be the date that they will be heard in court but nothing to do with jury new pokemon direct was just released and of course it wasn't nothing like too too crazy but you know they did announce of the new Crown Tundra, sec the second DLC of Pokemon Sword and Shield, to give you know some more details on the game since it is coming out, and they did announce a release date too, which I'll mention that soon. But pretty much what this is is you're taking place in the cold tundras of the world, where you'll be able to capture all the legendary Pokemon, including from the ones from gen one to current so in all the main titles so you'll be able to catch them all and they have them in these new dynamics and caves where you'll be able to fight certain pokemon and then you'll be able to fight you know the legendary pokemon at the end be able to play with your friends in order to help try to help you capture these legendary pokemon which is pretty cool they have like it's pretty much similar to like the dynamax huge dynamax battles that you already had in the game already but this time you'll be doing is legendary pokemon will be able to catch which it looks fantastic and of course they have the new Galarian version of Articuno, Galarian version of Zapdos and Moltres, which they look fantastic. They did, you know, show them off before about, I want to say it was like, it was earlier this year when they showed it. And then they finally, you know, had some more info about them. And then, of course, there's the new, because, you know, Slowbro had that version of in the past Isle of Armor and now in the Tundra, they're going to have a Slow King, which is, you know, how Slow King... It was originally for Gen 2. Now they're adding it to this one, the Galarian Slow King, which oh looks pretty awesome. Looks pretty cool, I would say. Um, excited. It's going to be, you know, a poison type, which poison psychic looks 
crazy. Like, I love it. Like, I love how it looks. And, of course, they're adding a 100 more new Pokemon, including one of my faves. Finally, they added it to it. Metagross and the Metagross series and the Metagross line. And I'm happy that they finally added that because it's, like, one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. So I'm glad that they added that into the series finally, which is good. And then, also, they're going to have what they call the Galatian Star Tournament, where all the Galar leaders and tr- good, the most powerful and the most you know popular trainers will be able to team up and start battling each other. Think kind of like you know the Colosseum battles from like the back in the day, like Emerald. I kind of got like kind of that vibes, the Battle Frontier and all that type of stuff. So it seems like. It's going to be pretty cool, you know, things to do in this game along with, you know, catching on the legendary and going through this world. Looks pretty awesome for what I'm seeing. Will be coming out October 22nd, so at the end of October, which, you know, not too far away. About It's a little less than a month now, but pretty excited about that. Then, of course, that wasn't the only thing that was shown. They also shown... Uh, the Pokemon Home update, which, of course, you know, Pokemon Home, you'll be able to transfer Pokemon from your DS and your Switch into this. And then they also mentioned before that they're going to do, they're going to be at some time, at some point in time, they're going to transfer over Pokemon Go Pokemon to your home. So you'll be able to put those into your Pokemon Sword and Shield, and they finally announced that that's going to happen. They didn't say the exact date yet, but they did say it was going to be by the end of this year, which I'm excited because I have caught a lot of Pokemon in Pokemon Go, and it would be awesome to put these Pokemon into my Pokemon Sword and Shield and, you know, get to play with those. Especially, I know a lot of my friends who have captured, like, you know, a ton of legendary Pokemon, a ton of, like, shiny Pokemon and all that. And they can actually transfer them over now, which is pretty cool. So, whenever they they decide to release that, I know that's going to be huge. And then, of course, they ended it with one of my, like, this thing kind of got me excited. I was not expecting it at all. It was kind of like a special, I guess you can say, music, Pokemon music video. Where it was done by the company, the anime company Bones, which have done My Hero Academia and Mob Psycho. Um, man, the way, and they have the song, um, and they have the artist on um, Bump of Chicken, which is a huge J-Rock artist in, in Japan, of course. And the song is amazing and my god the video the animation it kind of went through all the different styles from like you know the early 80s to current style and the way they had that that honestly would make an amazing pokemon series or pokemon movie that the way if they gave it that look more like a slice of life type of thing was they were showing on the the, on the on the music video that would be amazing and i would watch the heck out of that 100 percent would watch the heck out of that it was directed by Ri matsumoto who also done one of my favorite animes blood blockade brothel front that's a great anime so she directed this and it's like them and bones getting together to create something like that and if it's anything like that music video because i know from what i saw it was popular everywhere like a ton of people loved it and if they decide to make an anime based on that that would be killer that would be ridiculous so 
But yeah, it was that was pretty much what the Pokemon Direct and like I said, it didn't show a ton of new stuff or anything, just stuff that we already knew. But that music video was a nice little homage to Pokemon, which it would be amazing if they turned that into an anime. CD Project Red going back on their word, huh? So I'm sure you guys know who CD Project Red is. They're the ones who've done the Witcher series, including the new Witcher. Plus, they have a huge game coming out, Cyberpunk 2077. And that game is going to be coming out in November. And they did mention, like last year, it was a huge thing because, you know, last year a lot of companies were getting, you know, flack for how they're treating their employees, you know, putting them to work, putting them overtime hours and not paying for them and all that. So it was a huge thing. And they promised that they want to do that to their employees. They're going to make sure to treat them humane. They're going to make sure not to make overwork them or anything like that. And they kept on into it to just... They, kept, they said it last year, then they said it a month later, then a month later they kept saying that. And then was just announced that with the game coming out in November, they're going to have to go to time crunching. Mandatory. Not voluntary like they said. Mandatory time crunching. They're going to add an extra day to their shift on the weekend, like one extra day. And they going to have to work hard and make sure to crush all the bugs before the game release, which... I'm kind of mixed on this. Like, one thing is, of course, you know, them saying that they're not going to do that. They're also going to do that. I mean, I understand they want to try to get the game to come out and not have the game being delayed. Because this game has already been delayed a ton of times. Originally, this game was supposed to come out in April. Then it was supposed to come out in the summer. And then now it's coming out in November. So they don't want to further delay it. But... And so I'm hoping that they kind of understand, like, the employees understand, like, why they're playing in this situation. But... Yeah, time crunch is never a good thing because that causes, like, huge issues. I mean, Last of Us 2 had the time crunch situation. And let's be real, that that game didn't come out the best. There, Of course, I'm sure everyone knows the issues with that game. So I wonder what the time crunch is like. I understand they have to clean all the bugs, which is great. And it's good that they're also trying not to delay the game even further. Even It already got, like, three delays already. So it's just it's just crazy how they're backing up and doing that. Um, Adam Badowski, the studio head, understands why he had to do it. He'd say he had no other choice in the matter. He knows he's going to get backlash and he's willing to take all the backlash. But this is the best way he can handle it and making sure that this game comes out on time and comes out with no issues, which I completely get. That's why I'm not, you know, I'm not too mad, but it's been a lot of ups and downs on how people feel about this. I guess one of my main thing is don't promise something and all of a sudden take it away. But who knows? This, I know this is not going to be their only game or if, if they're going to have like, you know, DLC or anything like that. So let's see how I'll treat them after that. But um, that's going to be interesting. And I'm hoping, you know, with them doing this and let's see how this game will be once November comes. Peter Parkin looking a little bit different now. As, of course, it was announced during the PS5 showcase, they showed new gameplay of Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is going to be a launch title coming up for the PS5 November 12th. And they also announced that they're going to do an upgraded, revamped, like kind of like a remastered version of the PS4 Spider-Man game. That's also going to come out when Miles Morales comes out, it's going to come out in a 
bundle with the game, the ultimate bundle, or you if you just get the Miles Morales game, you can get the as an add-on later at a time if you choose to do so. Now today they show two new trailers. One one of the scenes with Octavius, and then another one was just some gameplay, and they showed that Spider-Man Peter Parker looks a lot different than how it you, you looked in the PS4, and of course they use they use like more facial recognition and making sure that it actually looks good and stuff. But now, Peter Parker looks more like Tom Holland of the you know Marvel Universe. He's the one who stars in all the Marvel Universe Spider-Man, and it looks a lot more like him. Which, in a way, it's like. It's cool because, you know, try to keep it cohesive with, you know, the Spider-Man people know, especially because, you know, how well Marvel movie has done, especially the Spider-Man movies, the Avengers movies and all that. But it definitely looks different. So it's like they were trying to be a little different on the PS4 and people loved the PS4 Spider-Man. It's like one of the best games of last year. And then so them doing this, it's like some people are like on the fence. For me personally, I feel it's a. I think it's great. It looks good. It's definitely jarring. I'm not going to lie. It's a little jarring, but it's good. And I enjoy that they are doing this. Let's see how it works. Um, they looks like all the other characters, like Special Octavius, didn't look... Like, well, of course, they got upgraded in the graphics. That's not an issue. But it doesn't look like they changed much, like, how it, they look and stuff. It just seems like mostly on Peter Parker seems like it got most of the change um one of the first really showed is the scene where peter and octa auto octavius was in the lab you know doing that they showed it was like a minute 13 trailer looked great um like i said peter looked a little different but looked good um they focused on more of like the higher fidelity skin eye and teeth shaders and, of course, um, making sure they focus on the strands of the hair to make it look more realistic, make it more detailed. And, you know, when people, like, perform and do what they got to do, it'll be more realistic. So it'll look more for real performance, which is good. Improve the models. They use the ray trace reflection and ambient shadows. You know, just to do a little upgrade to make it just even more better than the original game, which is good. Um... From what I saw in the trailers, it looked great, and I'm excited for it even more. I'm willing to, you know, play through the game again and get through it, especially, you know, with Peter Parker looking a little different now, a little closer to Tom Holland. That's actually a pretty good thing. And, of course, you know, Miles Morales, that game looks amazing, too. So playing those both together, I think it will be a lot of fun, and I'm excited for it. Can't wait for November to come. Somewhat of a surprising news, Xfinity, a.k.a. Comcast, they, they just snuck in a little promo code. If you're an Xfinity uh, customer, you can go about getting the beta for Black Ops. Cold War. I know. Funny. I read it. I finalized it. I'm waiting on an email from, uh, from the Black Ops developers to go ahead and give me that code for the beta. That's pretty cool. I thought you guys should know that. If you're an Xfinity customer, you go to callofduty.com slash Xfinity or Xfinity.com slash Call of Duty, I think either or, it's going to come up with the promo code, and as long as you can log into your Xfinity internet uh, package, you should be fine. Yes, it's only internet package. If you got Comcast, TV, whatnot, you ain't getting it. 
Usually most of Comcast customers have a bundle, but for those that just get internet, aka me, you're, you have the option to do it, which is pretty cool. So um, get on that, man. Get on it. That's, hey, that's, I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty cool. So here's some random interesting news that it's brutal. Nintendo's lawsuit against Switch hack seller lands a two million in damages. Woo, that's a big old bottom money right there. A lawsuit by Nintendo has made a conclusion in the final judgment ordering the retailer Uberchips to pay Nintendo $2 million. The reason why, spotted by uh, Torn Freak, a document spotted by Torn Freak, this is courtesy of uh, Gamestra, by the way. Um, the proposed judgment awards damages of $2 million to Nintendo while a permanent injunction orders Uberchips to destroy any digital files or physical device that infringe Nintendo's copyrights and bars it from selling similar products down the line. And I will say this, Nintendo has a long history of just going... You're going, you know, going to ham on certain individuals with piracy. Just Google it. They, they kind of like, yo, you, you mess with my line, bro. I'ma get you. I'ma get you. And they're very like, on it too. They did some deceased, and desist disorders. The, the only thing they, they, they couldn't do anything about is, uh, I forgot the actual hacker's name, but they found an exploit of the old chip of Nintendo Switch systems. Thus, those that had the means to go homebrew created a jailbreak to do so. That was on the old NVIDIA chips on the um, on the Switch. And then when they came up with a newer model, that was primarily the reason why they made a newer model. So all the old models won't get jailbroken and piracy won't happen. And thus, brick systems and the like for, you know, and then to have privacy concerns and all that jazz. So they had to change it up because it was an exploit from the actual chip itself that cannot be patched with software. That was Nintendo's mistake. That's the only time they did not go ham on whoever created that homebrew, nor the homebrew, you know, jailbreaker didn't sell it, whereas Uberchips is a retailer that's been selling hacked Nintendo Switch devices. So it's like, that. that I mean, that is a difference. But, <laughs> two million? Bruh, nah. Let, whoever is trying to hack on Nintendo, you can go about... Go about hacking something else, you know, like an Apple iPhone or something. Not Nintendo. Chill, because they'll, they'll come at you.